You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. back on it's always game day in Cincinnati we talked about the good and one of the things if you were to tell me that the defense was going to give up that much in the game on the ground against Andy 26 points for the Saints I don't know I don't know if I would have said this is a get right game for the offense and I didn't I said that in my pregame on all Bengals that I didn't feel like this was going to be the offensive game but they would do enough to win I think I said they were going to score 24 points it was six off but at the same time everything just flipped because you think in the pregame you're hearing all the wide receivers that the Saints have down that can't play well this offense, this the corners secondary they're going to have a day defense is going to stop them offense just do enough to win this game it just felt flip-flop from what I thought the outcome of the game was going to be. And the defense struggled bad at times, mostly the whole game. Everybody too. It wasn't like one guy that you can point to. Um, look, uh, through the air ends up okay. Uh, I don't think that anybody was that bad through the air. No. Uh, you could, <laughs> the one guy that wasn't great was Eli Apple. And that was like, okay. Michael also got turned around on that touchdown. And I think, there's a debate whether or not Jesse Bates should have been there, but to me, the corner can't get beat that bad. Uh, like Bates gets secondary blame. Like you could have been the fireman to put that out, but the corner also needs to be tighter on that. Cause the ball was a little bit underthrown. Wires he slows down. Mike Hilton gets back in the play, but if he wasn't beat so bad, he'd be able to break that ball up rather than being able to get back in there and try to make the tackle. Um, yeah, it's just like everybody struggled. It's like the interior of the defensive line struggled. They were opening up giant gaps. Pratt got beat a few times on blocks. Um, I want to—I don't remember Wilson too much either way. He made a good stop at one point, and that, that was when he got injured on. And like they made, they flash sometimes, but uh, just overall, Awuzie, I think he was good. <laughs> like Von Bell missed two tackles. Um, Eli Apple missed a tackle. He made a great hit on Taysom Hill, though. I could think Trey Hendrickson had the roughing the passer penalty. It's like everybody had these issues and then they still win because, because of the offense. But I can, I can count to like two guys on defense. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But they played pretty well. And it was Cheeto, Cheeto and yeah. uh, Tufele. <laughs> I thought Tufele played well. Oh, yeah. BJ Hill. I'll, I'll say, I almost don't want to say BJ Hill, but he made that clutch sack. So I don't remember him too much before that because good or bad, it's hard to see on broadcast to see those guys. But when he made that sack, I was like, he deserves a game ball. He just, he just, he just finished the game off. I didn't think Andy was about to win that for him. And oh man, Eli Apple getting tangled up really made me think they're going to have a shot, but <laughs> didn't get called. Uh, BJ Hill with that sack was just very clutch. Um, so I'll say three guys 
three guys on defense played well. BJ Hill, J2 Fele, and Cheeto. Yeah, and at the end of the day, the defense has kept them in a lot of games this season. We talked about, you know, look, they, they should have been 5-0, and and they're 3-3 and right now, which could be 6-0 and if you uh, count this game. But, you know, they just couldn't finish it offensively in those games, and they did it this week. And you almost just needed that game because of what we've seen from the defense of just, hey, we'll keep you in it. We're not allowing that second-half touchdown, which they do it again. And it's just unbelievable the way that they struggled in the first half. And the offense gets it going. So I would I would take it because I think a lot of people felt on that last drive, if you stop them right here, we'll forget all about it. We'll forget all about it. You move on, you get the win, you see 30 points from your offense, and you pack your bags up, go back to Cincinnati, and you get to play at home for once. Uh, for once, because it's almost been a month. It's been a long time. I feel like all their games have been on the road right now. And the last time they played there was Thursday night football, which is almost a month ago. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's just some questionable things. Do you think that was more just on the players out there and and a little surprised with maybe not a whole lot of second half adjustments, even though they didn't give up the touchdown? Uh, the one cool adjustment I saw was that they just started auto checking to cover zero every time Taysom Hill took a snap. I thought that was fun. It was like, that's not a real quarterback. <laughs> no, let's yeah. just blitz him. So they just started blitzing the crap out of him. And that ruined the read stuff they wanted to do because they the read guy would be running right at Hill. And then they had another guy right behind that to take the back. So a lot of times he'd hand it off and the back gets hit. Or the read guy or the or the read guy would go tackle the back and then Taysom Hill pulls it and then he's like, oh crap. <laughs> and then he gets hit by Mike Hilton or something. So I liked that adjustment. Everything else was like, I guess this is the the uh, issue with um, all this, they wanted to just keep playing the same way without DJ Reader uh, too high. Uh, let you know, try to let these guys slow play, gap and a half stuff. And then they're just without Reader, they don't have that guy. That guy that's gonna, I'm gonna take these two gaps, and who knows, I might even get over another gap if I need to. So like. I'm going to dominate the offensive line. And this is a good run blocking offensive line. Don't think they did a great job pass blocking, but run blocking, I thought they did a good job. I mean, Pete McCoy, even Ruiz has been better this year. Ramchek. It's like all those guys are good run blockers to me, or at least solid. Um, three of them are good. One solid. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, they, they're, they were just dominating the defensive line early in the game. I think in the second half, it was better. Um, and that's why I'm saying that I think I liked what Tufele did. I, I don't remember too much negative with him. Hard to see. Again, broadcast from the side. Can't see that push and everything. But he made a tackle for a loss. He's just, he was just showing up. I saw the big hair nose tackle like he was Domata Peko. Um, but, yeah, I, I like – it was like Tupo left. And I hope Tupo's okay. But it was almost – better with Tufele in there. I don't know if uh, that's a change going forward, whether or not uh, Tupo is going to be healthy, but either way, they have somebody there that I think is going to provide a little bit better play. And they have two guys that can spell reader a tiny bit now. Yeah, it's kind of wild because if Reader's on track, and I know he's been on the rehab field at times, he can come back after this game on Sunday. He could come back for the Monday night football game against Cleveland if if they don't, you know, rush don't him. Yeah, they will. Chubb, 100%. Get him out there. Put him on that plane if he can go. And the thing is, it's, it's a, I think there are a lot of eyes on the next two weeks to see what DJ looks like at practice on the side, on the rehab field, to see if he seems up to up to go, up, just – 
I'm, I'm losing my train of thought, but uh, just to see if he can get back out there before um, they almost head into their bye week. I know they have the Carolina Panthers too in November, and then uh, they get a little bit of a break, but it's a huge stretch for them uh, to get back home, go play the Atlanta Falcons, who are a little scrappy. They're a run team too. They're, they are a team that you could use, DJ. Um, it, this could, That could be a game that's annoying. I, I can already see it, not to preview too much, but I'm already like – Man, if this run D looks like it did today, I can already see the Falcons scoring 24, 27. And you're like, the Falcons with Mariota? But yeah. it's about the run game and what they're able to do there. Like, Mariota will throw 10 passes and they score 24 points like they did today. Look, quarterback doesn't matter. <laughs> We've got <laughs> plenty of football this year that I'm not going to say anything or any. the game can go anyway because I just don't know what's going to happen. And you, If someone would have told you before the season, the list of quarterbacks this team would face, you would have thought, Wow. Wow. They're lucky. They're I will so- say the one nice thing is that unlike facing Trubisky and Rush, I don't think the Falcons boast an elite defense to go with this run game. So that's the thing is like if the offense keeps rolling, they should be able to score 30. But I could already see the Falcons being annoying on offense, just like, oh, man, you got to get them into third and long and make Mario to play. But can they do that? Because that offensive line has been playing really well. And the run game in general has been nice, no matter who's at running back. They just cycle these guys in and out and let Mariota run too. So I'm not going to preview it too much, but I can see the same script that the Saints used today to annoy the Bengals working again next week. And then that becomes three times as effective against the Browns. Like that's the one that's scary to me. They can lose next week, but against the Browns, it's like if they can't stop the run, that is going to be – a tough one on Halloween. Let's not ruin Cincinnati's Halloween. No, no. We are, I already hate primetime games. Don't don't ruin it with I, I, I like I like a little bit of primetime when you win. When you lose, it's, it's double, it's worse. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is what's great about having a fiance that's not a Bengals fan because she can pass out the candy to the kids and I will just get to be angry on the couch or happy on the couch. I'm hoping happy. Uh, but yeah, I just, it was like, I'll be, I told her, I was like, I'll be there from like six to seven 30. And then I, I'm going inside and getting ready for this game. Not to be too far off topic. Cause we can get to that over the next couple of weeks. But when it comes to handing out candy, does that last until like nine, nine 30? I think it's less. I feel like it stops at like eight or eight thirty anymore. It's like I think they say till dark, and then there's still you know like the kids and kids lingering around, linger around a little bit. I know last year uh, we had a little bit of candy left, and it was like eight, and it was like almost dark, and we were like, "Nah, Chipotle's giving away a buy one get one free burrito," so we left the candy out. The bowl was knocked over and all the candy was gone. It was just like, all right, fine, take the candy, but come on, leave the bowl. (laughs) It was there, but it was just like, why'd you knock that over too? I was giving you candy. Well, I was going to say, I mean, obviously the game will be, won't even really be starting by the time people are done going trick-or-treating. But then if they were winning at the half, you'd be giving out full-size candy bars. (laughs) Here you go. You want a full Reese cup? You want a king size? Here you go. Bengals are up right now. They're rolling on the Browns. Revenge game because they can't <laughs> stop the, beers to the dads. Yeah. 
100%. Well, I don't know because there has to be a lot of uh, Steeler fans in your area. Oh, yeah. They're all Steelers fans. So I just, I live with that. I understand. That's fine. You get it. They're not so much the enemy. This, oh, I guess they were week one. I don't but know. they're not like competing, in my opinion. They're I don't not know. competing for the I'm division. not counting anyone out right now. In the I'm area. counting them out. Nick, you can dunk on me later. Okay. If this app, if they can come back and win the division, Nick, you can clip this, share it on social. So bad, all bad. Vibes. I don't think it's happening. All bad vibes. I don't think it's happening. I don't see the vibes. Browns doing it either. I just think it's all Bengals versus Ravens for the division, even though it's one game apart. You see how nervous I get? Like I just, I get so nervous that <laughs> that can be true. You know what? Optimistic, optimistic, Mike. I like it. I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling with it. But I do want to say one thing. Kelsey Conway actually tweeted this right before we started to record. You mentioned Logan Wilson, and he does make that stop and get injured. Um, some early reports that it's something to watch out for when it comes to that injury because it sounds like it was the shoulder that he had surgery on this offseason. And you don't want to lose a guy like Logan Wilson for a long period of time. They lost him last year for a couple of games, and he returned. Um, I want to say he was still battling that injury when he ended up returning and still played really well to end the season. Season he should have had the game winning stop, uh, not the game winning, but the third down stop versus Cooper Cup. But uh, we won't talk about the Super Bowl. Um, but at the same time, we there's depth in the linebacker room, but that's still yeah. a concern. What it's a it concern mean? because, like, to me, Wilson's the guy when you need turnovers and stuff, and he's the kind of create chaos creator. He's definitely the best linebacker on the team. But I do feel confident in Jermaine Pratt and Keen Davis Gaither giving them solid linebacker play, especially when DJ Reader gets back, if it's still lingering that long. Um, Reader just uplifts almost an entire front. So I, the only issue I could see is I'm not opposed. I don't think he's bad. Akeem Davis gave through in the run game. I have worries because of his size. It's not because I've seen him do anything bad. He's missed a couple tackles, but it's not like I see him get pancaked or thrown 15 yards downfield, but it's just like, Oh man, that guy's like barely 220 pounds. <laughs> like, I would run at him. If I was the coach, I'd run at him. Uh, he's done a great job, but I do think whenever I see him, I'm like, if I was facing that guy, I think I would be putting the, the red triangle. Like this is the guy we're going to ISO up on this play. <laughs> Try to get him one on one with the fullback or the tight end. Well, good vibes only. Blah, blah, blah. I'm tongue twisted right now, but good vibes only for Logan Wilson. And, and hopefully he comes back sooner than later. And we'll obviously get more on his injury and what the club looks like after this game when they get back to practice on Wednesday. We'll hear from head coach Zach Taylor on Monday. We'll have two optimistic pods because we're only bringing optimism after a win for the whole week of podcasts. We have two coming for you. Preview prediction, a little look back after Mike Santagata looks at the tape, all the offensive line breakdown, the fun stuff. Your question and answers. When uh, you send them on Twitter, we'll have those on Thursday's podcast. And one more thing real quick, the AFC North right now, Ravens drop a, I would say a semi big one, even though it was an NFC opponent to the Giants, Lamar Jackson with the turnover at a bad time, Bengals at three and three. Oh yes, my, they- I didn't see that, but I heard he fumbled the snap and then also threw a pick and I was just like, what? yeah, two. Not, two not, interceptions. Not, oh. not so ideal. I want to say two interceptions. I could be wrong. I know I know he had some bad moments at key times in the game. It's early, but I think the MVP may may have played at four or or at eight. One fumbled in it. That was my bad. I was uh reading Twitter as I was watching the game when the Ravens and Giants and then the Bengals were on at the same time. But yeah, it was a key time, not an ideal time to do that for Lamar. And I think we saw Lamar enough in Sunday night football and, and just we just talked about the defense and how it struggled today. Um, 
I, the AFC North is still up for grabs. And you're right. You can control your own destiny, really, when you look at the outlook and the picture for the Cincinnati Bengals. Huge games coming up before they go into their bye week, you know, three to four weeks. Just get it going offensively, defensively. I think they have a bounce back game. But again, we're not giving any predictions right now on Sunday's post game podcast. You're going to have plenty on all Bengals. What's going to be up there this week? Takeaways article by the time you're reading this, where I'm just going to go over some fun stats and trends that I can find and things that I just found interesting in the game that you could take away towards next week in the future. And then uh, whatever I figure out while I'm watching the film, hopefully there's just some standout player I love and I can write about him. Maybe it's Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Maybe it's just the past concepts they use that I like. So uh, there's a whole lot that I could figure out. No idea on the second article, but the first article that should be out is the takeaways. And then when we do the pod next time, I'll let you know while you're listening, whatever article is already out. We love that. We love that. I like more winning podcasts. So if the Bengals can do their part and keep winning, we are just going to have fun. We're going to be excited. I'm pumped for Sunday Night Football tonight. Cowboys and uh, Eagles. I think it would be pretty cool. If the Go Cowboys... Birds. Oh. My, my, my <laughs> NFC Super Bowl pick. Did you hear me? You said, I said, I think it'd be pretty cool if the cow and you go, go birds. <laughs> go birds. <laughs> I said the Cowboys. I think it looks good when the team that the, that the Bengals lost to wins a lot of games that a lot of people hammered Cincinnati for. No, um, go birds. And I want controversy when it comes to the quarterback room when Dak is oh back. God. I want I it all. I want it all. <laughs> I uh, I picked the, on the spot, picked the Eagles to win the NFC. So go birds. I hope that they I would uh, love. I would hope they go 17 and 0. I hope I hope it's a 21 and 0, and they're like nobody can stop these birds. They're the undefeated Eagles, and on the other side is the Bengals, and then the Bengals play the role of the Giants. That'd be great. Love it. That'd be really fun. Yeah, would love it. I would I, love. It. I would feel more confident facing the Super Bowl team if they were undefeated than if they had one loss. I feel like it's just almost fate where they're like undefeated teams not winning. The 72 Dolphins. Got, they, we need. They've lined some voodoo up. They're in Miami. Doing we need, type of chance. we need to wrap, but I 100% feel the same way. If my team was undefeated right now, I would almost just want them to lose one game in between because there's just way too much could go wrong. I think of the Arizona Cardinals last year. Nothing really mattered now if you look back on it. Yeah, they go on a nice round to start the season, go undefeated in 2021, and now look at them. I mean, what I about just, the great 2019 11-0 Pittsburgh Steelers? Never forget Monday Night Football. Muppet Night Football. They fell the night. Did they fall... The week they before the, the week before the bills. Okay. Spot we gotta stop. Produce from like snowball like that. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. <laughs> We're slab happy. That's what happens after a win. We'll be back. Thanks for always listening to it's always game day in Cincinnati.